When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of the people's champ. That is Jeremy Gillen. And it is that time of year. There is strep going around campus. I am bubbling myself away from my students and my peers, and yet somehow I've still gotten sick. Hopefully it's just a head cold, chugging all of the homeopathic things that I can before I have to rely on the double fisting of Dayquil and NyQuil. But here we are. And you know what? Sickness or health, rich or poor, we are here to cover Texas Tech athletics. And specifically in this episode, we're going to cover Lady Raiders, Lady Raider basketball, which has been a little bit hot, a little bit cold. Um, We're going to cover recent loss against Oklahoma State, 71-58 on the road, um, before we take a small little commercial break, and then we'll talk a little bit uh, briefly about the upcoming road game against Oklahoma. Honestly, we might not be able to get out of Oklahoma fast enough, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, Texas Tech basketball so far, Lady Raider basketball, 500 in conference, 2-2, two and 13-4 two, uh, on the season. You're trending really well against teams like, uh, you know, legacy teams like TCU and Kansas, and um, but you, you really aren't doing very much in the way of making a stance against the legacy teams like Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Uh, The good news is that all the newcomers, Houston, uh, Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, are below you. So that's a little bit of a victory. But if you're Coach Gerlich, that's not the victory you're looking for because your mission right now is to make the Lady Raiders a competitive uh, conference team that will challenge for a Big 12 title. And as it's going right now, kind of sitting as a ethereal, just, hey, 500 in conference, um, let's get to the Big 12, or let's get to the NCAA tournament and move forward with our lives. But for Coach Garlick and the squad, there's higher aspirations for that. Didn't really make a good, uh, didn't really take a good step in the right direction against Oklahoma State this week, this past week. Um, so let's cover that. Out there in Stillwater, Texas Tech taking on the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. Um, this game, man, this game, I think that in the spree of your time in conference this season, you've had, um, you have your first win against, you have your win against Houston, which is an impressive win, of course, 79-71, good start to the conference season, hopefully getting the energy going into the Texas game, guess what, you didn't, you lost 74-47, um, I mean, you get to bounce back, another home game against Kansas, which at the time, Felt like a dominant win over a lesser program, right? 73-64, you, um, you, you play Kansas hard and you get out and you break away there at the end and you make it look really nice. Uh, but here and gone, no big deal. Well, Kansas just goes out and uh, wins against Baylor. And so Baylor's one of those teams that 
hey, probably challenging for the Big 12 title this year, probably a deep-running tournament team. And so for and this is just the chaos of the Big 12, men or women's. Like, this is the chaos of the conference. Um, Kansas looking really good against Baylor, so it makes the Lady Raiders look pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good resume win. Um, so we'll see how Kansas kind of trends upward if they do at all. But you go on the road, and it's Oklahoma State, you lay an egg. 71-58, very emblematic of that game against Texas, right? Um, not as not as uh, productive as you wanted it to be. So what went wrong? Uh, I think uh, if we're looking at this game kind of at the high point view, you did all the things that have brought you failure this season. You started off extremely slow. And I say extremely slow because you only scored four points in the first quarter. That is astronomically bad. Um, because, and I say that because this is not Lady Raider basketball. You've scored 16, 19, and 19 in the final three quarters that there were there. You only got four in the first. Oklahoma State came out ready. Um, not that the Lady Raiders played poorly in that first quarter. There was good defense. I think there was really good defense across the board. I think you saw a lot of um, energy early um, for the Lady Raiders defensively. Like I would make the argument that you were able to execute your defensive game plan to a T uh, nearly the whole game, maybe until a little bit less so in the second and then the final. But you had a really good defensive game plan. Offensively, what happened? Um, not setting yourself up for good shots, not taking uh, comfortable shots. Oklahoma State doing a decent enough job to keep you guys off Kelter and you just couldn't get anybody going. It really was a difficult start to the game. You're down at the end of the first, 13 to 14. Not a really good start from your team. Really just Shabers and Arike getting the two buckets there in the first quarter to just keep us from being egged on that one. Um, in the second, though, you have a little bit more action across the team. Jordan Merritt getting a layup. Um, Jasmine Shaver is also doing her own thing. Um, Bailey Maupin getting on the board. Went kind of a 5-0 and run herself with a jumper and a long three. Uh, Oklahoma State, though, at the end of the half, finding a lot of energy. I think Oklahoma State was really eager to play at home. Finding a lot of energy there to close the half with a 6-2 and run. At the half, you're down 36-20, right? This is a really difficult place to be. Um not just in general, but especially in the Big 12, on the road. We know how difficult it is in this conference to win on the road. Um, it's a beat down 16 points. It seems insurmountable, right? It seems insurmountable, but not so. Um, I would say that when you came out in the third, somebody was handing out Mike's uh, uh, s secret sauce or whatever special sauce it is in the um, Space Jam. Uh, you have a lot more energy. It's a it's a semi it's a pretty dif different team. I, again, though, I say the defensive um, the defensive game plan stayed the same, right? You were relying on Oklahoma State to miss some of the jumpers that they were going to be trying to take. You try to create difficult scenarios for Oklahoma State to force a bunch of baskets, and they got um, got some of those in the second. Got some impressive buckets in the second and they'll do so again in the fourth. But in that third, you see kind of the fruit of your labor in terms of your defensive game plan. Um, and you get Kyla Freelon, uh, Kyla Freelon, Jordan Merritt, um, Alina Arike coming back, uh, Javison Shavers, Jada Wynn. A lot more ball movement from the Lady Raiders in this third quarter. A lot more success. Finding good shots, making those shots last. And you actually outscore the Cowgirls 19-14 at the end of the third. This cuts down the lead uh 50 to 39 so again 
not great, but you have minimized the lead, right? You've gone from 16 points to 11 points. It's what you want to see if you are on the road, if you're coached girl, like you want to see your girls um, scrapping together, lowering the amount of points that your opponent's getting, and finding more offensive rhythm. I think that you were starting to find a lot of offensive rhythm with the, uh, with certainly Jasmine Shavers playing the game that she played, uh, and Bailey Maupin also kind of stepping up into that in that threshold. A lot more ball movement, though. The ball movement in the second half was night and day to that first half. Um, you felt a lot more comfortable. You felt like you were playing Texas-type branded basketball. So starting in the fourth, you're only down 11. You were only down 11, but Oklahoma State wasn't going to have it, right? They, they score the first couple of baskets in the game, right? I think it's five points they had in that first, the first moments of that fourth quarter. And then you had Logan Johnson uh, make, it to the, make it to the charity stripe, getting two free throws to end that run. Maupin actually hits a really nice three from... Um, from pretty far out, but Oklahoma State's get it immediately goes on an eight-no run. Uh, you had two and one plays. I think uh, the difficult part about it, you're closing out like you you were only down eleven. You wanted to close this game out. You brought it into seven points pretty much. Being able to keep up the defensive intensity um, was difficult at times for this Lady Raiders team. I think something Oklahoma State did a really good job was and was getting points in the transition, finding transition, and making it really difficult for Texas Tech to keep up, which is what directly leads to a lot of those and one opportunities is that you just get caught in a transition and you're trying to make a defensive play that's going to, you have to start getting risky there when it comes down to, all right, we're in the fourth quarter, we're down points, they're out and running, we want to like maintain the momentum we want to mitigate the momentum that our opposing team is happening having excuse me so i'm going to try to like get up and like swat this i'm going to try to like get a cheeky foul here but not get called for it right but and so that leads to a couple of and ones and just sucks the momentum out of the team because you are trying to you know you have a lot of effort there from the lady raiders in the third and the fourth quarter i think the most effort you've had from them all night and, and it just gets it just gets out of it just gets out of hand and so even though they go on this 8-0 run. Uh, Maupin actually gets a nice, uh, Bailey gets this nice jumper, and then you just basically back and forth, back and forth. But by that point, Oklahoma State's in a comfortable position. Like, hey, we'll trade points. No big deal. We'll trade points because Texas Tech already dug themselves in a hole early, so you know they're not going to catch up if we're just like basket for basket, right? And so even though you get a nice three at the game, you get a few more free throws, Oklahoma State ends up winning 71-58. You don't really minimize that deficit anymore um like you really wanted to you started you thought you were starting to make um effort toward you starting to like chip away at that lead um you just didn't do it you 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 regressed in the fourth quarter and so oklahoma state ends up winning that one 71 58 it's really tough um some highlights i think from the game right you do have jasmine shavers 17 points 10 rebounds bailey moppin's got 16 points six rebounds um you didn't have some of your players balled out. I think game plan wise, you just lost the battle early. You lost the battle on the first quarter, and in the Big Twelve, unless you're going to play lights out for the remaining three, you just you're in an almost irreversible hole, right? So Texas Tech doesn't shoot well for the night. Again, you're shooting like less than forty percent. You're shooting thirty six percent, less than thirty from the three. Um, you're getting out rebounded thirty six twenty six. You don't have as many turnovers as Oklahoma State. The problem was, again, 
the defensive plan was good. The defensive scheme worked. You just didn't capitalize on the turnovers. Zero points off of turnovers, unless I'm wrong. Um, you create 21 turnovers, and you – well, that's not true. You create 21 turnovers, but the majority of the turnovers you get nothing from. Um, that's just a problem. I mean, if you, if you, if you get – this is frustrating. So, statistically, just not a really good game for the uh, Lady Raiders. You have some good show out from your team. There's a moment actually where you think Bailey Maupin gets a little bit injured, but um, hopefully that doesn't pay. You know that doesn't come up to um, fruition for the upcoming games or anything like that. But it's just not an ideal game for for Coach Gerlich because you even though you're on the road, Oklahoma State is a team that you match up really well against, and just not being ready in that first quarter is not going to do it. It's not going to cut it for you. And you're now 2-2 two and two in conference, right? You've had losses against you, – you lost against a really good Texas team, and nobody's going to fault you for that. It's a loss against Oklahoma State that's going to be like, eh, okay, Lady Raiders, maybe they're not ready for the upper quad of the Big 12. Like maybe they're still middling or kind of low area of the Big 12. And I can't say I argue with them. I can't say I argue with them right now. I'm not – you know, this Lady Raider team is really one of the talent, most talented teams that we've had in some time. But we have to use it, right? We have to capitalize on the talent that we have, and we have to make sure that um, we're doing the most, even when we're, on the, when, when we're on the road. And part of that means is, like, you can't get down 4-13 to 13 in the first quarter. You have to score more than four points in the first quarter if you're going to be able to, if you're going to win games. And so I know Coach Gerlich is frustrated with this game. I know all the players are frustrated with this game. This is one that they are capable of winning, and it's one that when Oklahoma State comes to uh, comes to town in February, uh, I think that's Valentine's Day. It comes to town on Valentine's Day. We're gonna break their heart, and we're probably gonna we're most likely gonna win that one at home. But you gotta win on the road, right? You're gonna have to win on the road if you're gonna want to contend for a Big Twelve in any capacity. And you just didn't do it here, losing 71-58 against Oklahoma State. Um, but you know what? It's not all tears. It's not all sad. There's some good things. And let me tell you about one good thing. Charlie Hustle. We talk about Charlie Hustle a lot on this podcast because we are brought to you, we are brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. This is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City. That's right. Home of the Big 12 Tournament. Home of our boy, Patty. Uh, they specialize in collegiate and hometown apparel. And we want you to be the best-dressed fan this season. Stop wearing what everybody's wearing. Look, I love all of the Texas Tech local Texas Tech sponsored places, all the classics. Like I'm not saying don't support local or anything like that, but at some point you have to elevate your game. At some point you want to look different. You want to look better, right? So be sure to check out Charlie Hustle's wide selection of officially licensed. That is right. Big 12 officially licensed collegiate apparel today. Check it out today. Show off your school spirit all season long. You got over 30 schools to choose from, even though I care about them schools. I only care about Texas Tech Red Raiders, baby. Um, they got you covered. All your collegiate apparel needs. So shop today at charliehustle.com. Be sure to use our promo code 101215. That is T-E-N and then numbers, 1215. 101215. We'll give you 15% off of all of the non-sale items. Um, because Charlie, we want to hook you up, man. We want to hook you up. We want you to look good, and we want you to say, "Damn, them, them, them people at Tortillas and Takes—they hooked, hooked me up." Because uh, you know we're prideful like that. So Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. So let's take a quick, uh, unsolicited spawn <laughs> advertisement break, and then we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming game against Oklahoma. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back. We are back. We are loaded up. I got some more of this. Um, I'm making like this hot water with lemon, ginger, and honey. Uh, because somewhere deep, deep down, I believe that it'll keep me from having to go to the doctor and get like antibiotics and stuff like that. Um, but at the very least, hopefully it does make my voice sound not as shitty. But <laughs> we'll see. Um, Lady Raiders, again, 2-2 two and two in conference. We are sitting at the... We are at the crux. We are at the absolute, like, center point. The fulcrum, if you will. I just I couldn't remember the word. The fulcrum. Um, <clears throat> kind of the midway of the season in a really important part of the season, right? Because we've gotten... One really good challenge in conference so far against Texas. And then you, you had kind of one fluke against Oklahoma State. So how are we going to respond? I think something Coach Garlic has done well recently is how do we respond? So um, after the loss against Texas, you respond against an improvingly uh, good Kansas team, uh, a weekly better Kansas team, 73-64, right? A team that you're... Matched up well against, and that you can play with hard. You prove that Kansas actually goes and wins against Baylor, so maybe we need to kind of give some more stock to that game. But then you go on the road, you lose 71-58. So what are we doing? Um, we're going to be on the road again. We don't have luxury of being home for this one, but you're going to play Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma is a team that had kind of an interesting beginning to their year. Oklahoma's played some good teams early. They won a an, an impressive uh, top 25 victory over Ole Miss, uh, in their second game at Ole Miss, right? They've um, played hard, good teams hard, right? They played Tennessee close. They lost that one. Played UNC close. They lost that one. Um, and since then, for conference, right, they're three and one, right? They're three and one, but they're three and one because they've played the the new guys. They've played the new teams coming in, not the legacy teams. Wins against UCF, BYU, and Cincinnati, all pretty much averaging. Yeah, that UCF game was sixty nine points. Nice. Um, but 75-63 over BYU, 77-64 over Cincinnati. Um, having some impressive wins, uh, having some good wins early, but then when they go to face Kansas State, ranked um, 12th at the time, they lose, 74-57. So not responding well on the road um, against a good team. Sounds familiar, right? So now they face Texas Tech. So for both Oklahoma and Texas Tech, this is kind of a key point for their identity in the Big 12 Saying, hey, we, we've 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 gotten beat down uh, by good teams. We've we've beaten decent teams. Who are we going to be going for? So both of us coming off of uh, of a loss uh, that's disappointing for various reasons. Both of us, both these teams, looking to make a you know re-establish, either reestablish their identity or improve on their identity going forward. I think that uh, Oklahoma State. <clears throat> not Oklahoma State. I don't care about them anymore. Oklahoma um, is built in the same way that, honestly, in the same way that Oklahoma State is. I think Oklahoma's built uh, around a trio of guards, and they like to have a lot of movement. They like to get out and transition and win. Um, they don't really play as well when the game slows down. So, looking at kind of their 
the leaders, well, it all starts with Skylar Vaughn. Skylar Vaughn has been playing lights out this season. You know, 14 points a game, seven rebounds a game. She's been, lately, she's been getting a block a game. Um, she's shooting high percentage uh, in the field and from free throws. This is a good player. Skylar Vaughn's kind of leading the team for the Sooners right now. Um, followed up, not to be missed, but followed up by a trio of Aubrey Jones, Peyton Vorholst, and Sahira Williams. Um, who are all averaging over double digits and then nearly five rebounds, if not more, a game. This Oklahoma team is mirroring, in, 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 interestingly way, in interesting ways, mirroring this Lady Raider team. So while they're averaging, four players are averaging for the Sooners in double digits and only two are averaging double digits on the Lady Raiders team, um, the point differential there gets you because both Moppin and Shavers are looking at like 15 a game. Uh, and then Kyla Freelon and Jordan Merritt have, have been two players, as well as Jada Wynn and Alina Enrique, have been players that have improved a lot in a short amount of time, especially for conference. So on paper, it's hard to say that these teams mirror. But if you watch both these teams play, they're both moving the ball well. They're both trying to create open opportunities for their players, but they're both uh, willing to let the best players shoot, right? Whoever's got the ball, like we're not going down and just because say Kyla, just say Alina Enrique has the ball, um, she has to pass it, right? It's, oh, you gotta pass to Moppin, you gotta pass to Shavers. No, it's not like that. Um, it's, if you have the open shot, if you feel confident in it, and you can imp you can help your team, then go for it, right? So the way that they implement Vaughn, Jones, Verholst, Williams, even uh, Nevada Tott, Raina Scott, um, Oklahoma's pedagogy around this whole basketball thing is just to win the damn game. That's what they want to do. They just want to win the game, and then their and then their impressive wins. What they've done really well is that they've scored in transition, and they've like minimized the time that they've been sitting down on the offensive side of things. Uh, defensively, they're not the best team out there. Defensively, whenever they play good teams, um, they usually give up fifty plus points, uh, sixty plus points. Excuse me. So defensively, they're not relying on their defense to get you. They're just hoping that they have an opportunity to get out and score more points than you via the transition and then capitalizing on the turnovers that they are able to create. Oklahoma has done a very good job at capitalizing on turnovers, um, whether that be the luck of the ball pounce or if they're actually playing a really good high IQ strategy. Uh, right now, Oklahoma Sooners are just playing a... Um, a very offensively reliant basketball game right now and kudos to them because it's working right they've gotten you know four players who've shown up for them but if they didn't have if they have an off night shooting it's going to be detrimental for their team so how does that stack up for the lady raiders going into norman oklahoma um on saturday holy jamoy uh we are not playing really well on the road against good teams right now i think that even though we've played better at home, we've had better attendance, you know, there's a little bit more momentum following this team right now, which I'm super thankful for. It has been long overdue, um, but sometimes it takes a while to build really great things. Deep, or excuse me, on the road, this team has just a really hard time getting up. We've talked about early in the season that being <clears throat> getting down on the road early has just been the kryptonite for this team. My my projection for this game is solely reliant on the first quarter. Like, I feel like if you can compete with Oklahoma in the first quarter, I'm not even saying be ahead at the end of the first quarter, but I'm saying if you're within five, 
within five or less in that first quarter, you have a really good chance to win this game because the Lady Raiders improve as the game goes on. Coach Gerlich is not a fool. This coaching staff are not fools. They know how to make adjustments. They know how to identify the weak points in the game plan or in the game itself and to improve on that. So the Lady Raiders have gotten better as the game goes on. We've seen that. It's just all about how big a hole do we have to dig out of. And so I think when we go into Norman to, uh, on Saturday, tomorrow, and we we have to start as quick as possible. We have to play sound defense, yes, and we have been doing so, but you have to make the shots. And if you're not making those high percentage shots, if for some reason you're not making the bunnies that you usually make, if you're trying for the open three, but you're just not getting it, here's the thing. Just go to the board. Like, get the easy layup. Nobody, like, the style points don't matter to me. I don't care if you're... If you, oh, I'll tell you what, I don't care if you're getting threes off the backboard. You just, <laughs> I don't need it to go just, it, all that matters is that the points are there, right? So if you're having a struggle, if there is a struggle in getting the high percentage, you know, getting those bunnies or whatever, go to the basket. Go for the layup. Get the person who gets the layup. Just get the points. For me, the Lady Raider, like, strategy for right now should be survive the first quarter improve on the rest right survive the first quarter be within five within the first quarter and i think if you do that you have an extremely good chance to win uh the game because you get better and oftentimes you kind of wear out the other team because you do play much better defense than uh than most so for me though i think for them to figure that out on such a quick turnaround that's going to be really hard i do believe that coach Gerlich I do believe in this coaching staff to make the adjustments along the way it's really hard to go back to back on the road um it's it, it's just a really frustrating thing in general but I tell you what I do think I do believe in coach Gerlich I do believe in the future of this team I do believe we had an off night shooting so let me tell you what um for me the prediction for this game is simple I think that the Lady Raiders are going to keep it within five in the first quarter you mark my words Keep it within five in the first quarter, and you're winning this game 65-63. Bar none. Ba-da-bam. 65-63, Lady Raiders can win that in Norman if you keep it within five in that first quarter. And that'll move you to three and two in the conference. You'll start to get a little bit more momentum um, going forward, which is exactly what you need with the slate coming up. You have a lot of really good opportunity to kind of improve on your standing and to build momentum getting into those difficult games. So I do believe in this Lady Raider team. I think Moppin, Shavers, Freelon, Merritt, Enrique, Wynn, Johnson, Chevalier, Uconan, McKinney, Lewis, even Calamora. This is a good team. A lot of talent, a lot of really good coaching. Just need the right pieces to fall in at the right time. Keep it within five. And get the dub and get the hell home. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for the people's champ, for myself, that is Jeremy Gillen. Um, this has been the Tortillas and Takes podcast presented by Homeopathic Remedies. Uh, and please, God, the double fisting of DayQuil and NyQuil keep me away from the sickness. Uh, but most importantly, presented by our friends at the 1012 Network, sponsored by Charlie Hustle. Stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at oceamalibu.com code SUMMER.